welcome to the 24-7 Sports College Football Podcast with your hosts Chip Patterson and Barton Simmons. The ultimate insider's guide from signing day to the national championship game and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the 24-7 Sports College Football Podcast. Oh, yes! Thank you, big voice in the sky. Yes, we are back here on the 24-7 Sports College Football Podcast. Uh, this is the, the week leading up to the first crop of bowl games. Later in the week, we will be circling back with our good friend Tom Fernelli for some against the spread picks. Our regular season champion, Barton Simmons, uh, will be trying to hang on to his massive lead uh, as we enter into the postseason. Bowl games are weird. Bowl games are wild. Our expert picks have been submitted to CBSSports.com, but we will be competing with our favorite sides against each other. Uh, coming off of a, a weekend where we saw, had just one game, you know, Army-Navy, a big win for the Black Knights. Barton was there, part of our coverage of that game. Um, did you, you enjoyed getting to watch that snowy game in Philadelphia from sunny South Florida, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, <laughs> man. I, I had fun. It was a great game. Uh, if you love option football, and I, I kind of love option football, it was fun to watch and ended with some in dramatic fashion, man. It, it was uh, it was a blast, yeah. How about Malcolm Perry? What a gutsy performance from uh, from that dude in that game. Just sort of like uh, the slot back who sort of transitioned over to quarterback late in the year. Had, what, 250 yards on the ground or something ridiculous like that in the snow? Yeah, he had yeah he had like 150 or 160 at halftime, I think. It Jeez. was uh, – yeah, he, he got loose. Um, those guys, you know, I'm from Nashville. There's a bunch of those guys on Navy that are Tennessee kids. They recruit that state really heavily. So I had a little vested interest in Navy, just no one seeing a lot of those guys in high school. Um, but it was, uh, it, it was just a fun game to, to watch and be a part of. All right, so over the weekend, we got everything shored up, right? Like we, with Mario Cristobal getting uh, the interim tag removed, he was named the new head coach. He was introduced. We have finally done it. The, this And this is, like you said, we, we can credit the early signing period, right? Like December 11th, the Power 5 jobs are filled. That has there's got a, to be a record. There's a sense of urgency among athletic directors in college football. Yes, we are. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, you're bearing the lead a little bit here, Chip. This is, like, I think maybe – the, the show I'm most excited about we've had all year. Like, I don't know where that makes me. Maybe that makes me like not a real football guy, but we're not going to talk a lot of football here today. We're going to talk new coaches, press conferences. It's basically like a, uh, you know, a soap opera critic episode or something, as opposed to a, a, a football breakdown. But like, this is, um, it's all come to a, a close. The, the big major hires of all the dominoes have fallen in place. And, um, we're going to get into some of those a little bit. It's going to be fun. That's right, because we, we are judging you not just on the hire that a school has made, but on the press conference and the first impressions that these new coaches have made. And that is, like you just mentioned, it's it's not just X's and O's. There's some abstract math to this. we got to look at your performance. we got to look at what you got to say. And, uh, and we got to start breaking it down. So uh, if, if you're ready, we've... Uh, we we've got a new a new uh, a new little jam for the uh, for the fans out there that'll give a preview oh, of what we've got coming. Chip. I'm so pumped for this. I want to hear it. The mashup. All right, here we go, guys. Let, let's let's do this for me. Let's set up in our chairs. All right, everybody sitting up. Everybody everybody feet on the floor. 
I'll put your drinks down. OSU fits me, and I fit OSU. The Seminole was always a part of me. I rooted for who I was with, and I, I rooted for the Seminoles. I'm proud. I'm proud to be a Mississippian. I'm proud to be born and raised in this state. I am a boot guy. Next thing I know, he had his belt off dragging me out to field house, so I thought I might try to get out of the profession that night. I'm not great at Twitter. You know, I'm getting better, you know. I, I'm getting good with those fancy pictures and whatnot, but uh, I can't do I mean, these guys create avatars and all this other stuff. Incredible. I mean, I got fingers like sausage links. I can't get them on those little buttons, right? I'm on the train, by the way. I'm on the train. And I'm going to ride it. Us team is together, everyone achieves more. That's what we have to understand. I will ride this train until it, until it stops. I am a boot guy. It's not going to stop. We're going. We're going with you. If you want to board on a little bit later, we got a seat. Just like Ray said, we got a seat for you. There is an I in team. And not, excuse me, there's no I in team. <laughs> Might not be comfortable, but you'll have a seat. Our next goal is to make sure that we win the SEC West and uh, consequently uh, win the Southeastern Conference. And our, and, our, and our final goal is to win a national championship. Scott, how, how will you modify your system for the Big Ten? I'm, gonna, I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify their system for us. <laughs> your offense that you ran in Oregon, can we expect that same type of offense here at UCLA? No, those players have all graduated. So... <laughs> When people come to come to this campus, right, it's got to be contagious. I want to be a part of it, because right, that's what it starts with. All right, now, when we get out on the road recruiting, right now everybody's all excited. Everybody's all excited, okay? We got a new football coach. All right, I'm going to tell you, my goal is, is five years from now when I stand up here, you're this excited. Everybody understand that. That's my goal, okay? So I'm challenging everybody that's associated with this university. All right, let's get our hands out of our pocket. Okay, let's roll our sleeves up, all right, and let's get ready to get in the streets with everybody else in the SEC. All right, that's what we've got to do to be successful. All right, if we want to get what we want, we got to outwork everybody. All right, and let's not talk about it. Let's go do it. It starts today. Everybody associated with it, let's get ready. All right to go get what we want. All right, all right, all right now. All right, everybody understand that. Okay, all right, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. That's it for me. I'm going to take questions now. <laughs> oh, is it done? Yeah, it's done. Oh, man, I wanted it to never end. <laughs> Just like I wanted this coaching carousel to never end. So we got to start with, uh, for my, my money, the best performance as, as I prioritized its placement in the, uh, in the mashup. Jeremy Pruitt's just amazing. And we knew this. Like, I was glad that you called it out and you sent me the asparagus clip so I could get that dropped into the podcast. And I just, he, I, I, I mean, he's, he, he was incredible. Um, so, Chip, I hope you're ready for this. But I, what I think we should do here is give a grade. There's 12 Power 5 hires. Give a grade one through twelve on the press conference, and and winning the press conference. Who won the press conference? Then we'll give a grade on the hire. Um, I think Jeremy Pruitt. If we go by that um, approach, I think I give Jeremy Pruitt a, the second best press conference. He he is number two in your press conference rankings. My press conference rankings. He is number two. And I, I and let me say this too. This is not, like if you 
if you took that press conference and put it in, say, oh, I don't know, the Florida State um, job or the Texas A&M job even, or, or like, I just think it, for, for the Tennessee job, that was what they needed. They need a guy who's just clearly a football guy who doesn't have any cliches. He's just about the work, about the business, and that is what Jeremy Pruitt brought to the table, a country boy who's recruited the SEC, who's going to bring in SEC recruiters, a son of a football coach. And uh, I love that line, going to take your hands out of our pockets, roll our sleeves up and get to work. You know, And you, and you just felt like it, it was just a refreshing to hear for all those Tennessee fans that have been listening to the Butch Jones brick-by-brick brick cliches for so long. Um, I thought he hit it out of the park for what they needed at that school. Um, you mentioned son of a coach. Let me see if I got this one pulled up. I want to challenge everybody. Oh, uh, hold on. Here we go. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you, I, I really thought that I wanted to be a football coach probably when I was three or four years old. Uh, and you say, man, that's crazy. Well, Dad used to drag me around to the, to the field house all the time. So I went around with him. But I'm going to tell you, there was a time when I was like six or seven, I really decided I, that I might want to not be a football coach. Dad was, was having a losing record that year, and we're sitting there <laughs> after a ball game, and all of his coaches are sitting there talking. And for whatever reason that night, he kept running the same play over and over on offense, and it didn't have much success. So they're in there as coaches do. They sit in there after the game, and try to, they're trying to figure out what could we done differently. And... I'm just sitting over there in the corner. I said, well, I tell you what, if you'd run that play one more time, we might have won. Next thing I know, he had his belt off dragging me out to field house, so I thought I might try to get out of the profession that night. If there's anybody that can appreciate a good belt whipping story, it's an East Tennessee fan base. Dude, and they, <laughs> and they showed his dad, and he was like, man, I really wish you hadn't told that story, son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dad just did not even grin. No. He was just like, man, you don't get another belt whipping after this yeah, speech. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, man. All right. Well, okay, so Jeremy Pruitt, my number one on the press conference alone, your number two. Uh, what is your grade for the hire? I give the hire a B plus. Mm. And I do think that even the plus might be even a little generous given like what we know about him. He's still a coordinator. Um but I think, again, it's what Tennessee needed because he's going to be able to recruit really well. Like, I know from, from covering recruiting, he is an alpha dog recruiter. Like, he is a big game hunter, the best in the country. He, he prioritized – and that's just not – and as you can see from the press conference, that's not about just, like, some, like, great personality, like a salesman personality. He's just a – he works his tail off doing it, and, uh, and he prioritizes it. So I think that end's going to be – covered he's gonna he's, he's already hired a staff that looks like they're gonna have a lot of good recruiting ties um and i think again he's just he's a coach like he's a he's a ball coach first and tennessee Derek dooley wasn't that and butch jones wasn't that and now they've got that and i think really that like you don't have to over, overthink it i think that's what tennessee needs it's why i, I thought greg shiano would have been a fine hire um but I think so. I, I I like the hire, and and I, the only reason it's a B plus and not you know in that A range is just you don't you don't really know what you're getting. It's still there's still some unknown there. I'm with B. I'm at B. I'm I'm a just I'm right. I'm and I'm and back going back to what you uh, I really liked the way and I've I've credited you when I can, but 
the the high ceiling, low floor. Like there's a large variance to how this goes. Sometimes when you hire the defensive coordinator or the the assistant coach who's on the rise, like there is a chance that fit relationships, like it might not work. Like there is a lot of belief, a lot of a consensus belief across the industry that Jeremy Pruitt is a good football coach with the potential to be a great head football coach. And there is a possibility that it doesn't work out. Um, And again, I'm still giving it a B because of all the reasons that you just said are the reasons to like it. So I'm, I'm, I'm top, top rank on my press conference, B on the hire. Uh, And and also there, there is like, he did leave Georgia and under Mark Richt a little bit in a blaze of glory. Like he, he butted heads with, with the people on that staff. I think in a part because they weren't going to the same pace he was. He was used to that Alabama pace, and they were going at a little different pace. And so I think there is an element of, like, if if folks aren't on board with, with the way he handled, with the way he does business, like, there could be some, like, there could be some headbutton within the administration, within the program. So, I th- like, that's part of it. Like, that's part of the unknown there is, like, right. how is he going to deal with the people he's got, his bosses, who he has to answer to. Uh, because he, he's he's a competitive dude, and I think that's a good thing for Tennessee. And and how do you how do you manage uh, you know not micromanaging certain aspects? How do you delegate uh, all those things that you're just never going to be able to learn uh, totally for yourself until you're in that position? So, uh, so should, like should you play the should you play the hard work clip the 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 roll up the sleeves clip? I think that encapsulated the press. That was one of the most inspiring parts of any of the press conferences because it felt very genuine. All right. I want to challenge everybody that's associated with the University of Tennessee. All right? I'm going to tell you this. You didn't draft me. I chose to be here. I told the players today, they chose to sign with the University of Tennessee. Now, it's going to, what we want, where we want to go, we're talking about championships. All right? Instead of let's talking about what we want, let's figure out how to get there. It's going to take everybody associated with this university Everybody, all right, from the people that work in administration, all right, to the people that work out in maintenance. It don't matter, okay? So how do we get there? It's positive energy. It's all in. When people come to, come to this campus, all right, it's got to be contagious. I want to be a part of it, all right, because that's what it starts with. All right, now, when we get out on the road recruiting, right now everybody's all excited. Everybody's all excited, okay? We got a new football coach. Right, I'm going to tell you, my goal is, is five years from now when I stand up here, you're this excited. Everybody understand that? That's my goal, okay? So I'm challenging everybody that's associated with this university, all right? Let's get our hands out of our pocket, okay? Let's roll our sleeves up, all right? And let's get ready to get in the streets with everybody else in the SEC, all right? That's what we've got to do to be successful, all right? If we want to get what we want, we got to outwork everybody, all right, and let's not talk about it. Let's go do it. It starts today. Everybody associated with it, let's get ready all right, to go get what we want. That's it for me. I'm going to take questions now. Great. I loved it. It and got real there. It's like this isn't just a love fest. Like, oh, like I'm not here to just like shake hands and kiss babies. Like, we're going to go win. Like, all right. And to win, like – like you better get serious about this with me you know like it was like a call to arms like look this ain't gonna be easy like it's about to, it's, it's time to work i, I loved it yeah 100 percent. all right what wh- all right so who is your number one 
for from a press conference standpoint? Scott Golden Boy Frost. Oh hell yeah! I mean, give me some. Let's see. Where do we want to start? My sincere thank you to all you former players that showed up, my friends that showed up in the weight room to welcome me. Uh, my first thought when I walked in was, this is unbelievable. And my second thought was, most of these guys have been eating too much. <laughs> I mean, uh, and then, let's see, we had the, uh, the Big Ten. Let's see if this is the... I'm thrilled to be back because I think oh, the time go. is right for this. Um, and it wasn't always that way. But with Hank and Ronnie and Bill, uh, I think the leadership is right. I think the time is right. I think the state is hungry for unity. Uh, when I was here under Coach Osborne, um, there was unity of purpose and unity of belief and unity of understanding and unity of support for this program, what it stood for and what it was accomplishing. This program needs that again. This state needs that again. And when I walked into that weight room and saw all those players there, um, really made me excited about the fact that we can get this entire state behind this football program, get this entire state put, pulling for these players, get this entire state uh, excited about what's going on, and, and we're going to put a product on the field that this entire state can be proud of. Uh, it's going to take a lot of hard work. It's going to take a lot of dedication from a lot of people. But there was a formula that worked here for a long time, and times have changed a little, but some of those same same things are what is going to make this work again. And that's a lot of good people that care about this place, working really hard. It's toughness, it's dedication, it's work ethic. That's what Nebraska is. That's what the people of Nebraska are. And that's what this place is going to stand for while I'm here. So thank you. I mean, he was out here talking about when his mom was the track coach and he was running around as a little snot-nosed kid. Uh, he was... Cornhusker through and through, and he made sure to let every angle of it known. Uh, you're number one, my number two, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, and and all those things were, they did not seem like rehearsed at all. They didn't like it didn't like. I loved the vibe you get from Scott Frost. Is it's 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 thoughtful. Like everything he says is has purpose. It's uh, intelligent. It is. It's also very blue collar and in, in the approach like he's not again it's like look this is nebraska this is a place that deserves to be great i've been i know it's great i know how to make it great and we're gonna we're gonna do it by you know bring it like he didn't even talk about his offense and like how how fast paced his offense is and, and like he talked about like the the hard working demeanor that it takes like that is that makes nebraska special um, I just thought it, it resonated. It rang all the right bells. I, I loved it. Like I, I'm a, I, I was a big Scott Frost fan before this whole process, but every time he spoke publicly throughout this 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 year, really uh, up to that press conference, I've been blown away. And and you talk to high school coaches that deal with them. You talked. I've talked to other college coaches that dealt with them. You talk to players. Like you will not hear a negative thing about the guy anywhere. I think he is about to make Nebraska a national power again. Quickly. That's so like, awesome. I, I really believe it. Um, a higher. No, no question, a higher. 
Yeah, I gave it an A+. I think this is my favorite hire of the offseason. Like, I think this is the best hire. Um, and, and again, the way he presents his game plan and the way he, he articulates his vision is, is part of what makes me think this hire is so, so good. Because it's not just about, hey, I run Chip Kelly's offense. It's not just about, hey, we're, we, we, we play fast. It's about that plus this, this clarity about what Nebraska is and should be and should look like. Like I was saying this on another show. I, look, I was a recruited athlete out of high school, right? But I didn't have like offers from everyone in the country. I had limited opportunities. I would walk on to Nebraska. Like yeah, I would, I, I would you. turn down a scholarship, go walk on to Nebraska, just to because it just feels like something special is about to happen there. So I'm, I'm, I'm in, man. I'm all in. Over under one and a half seasons before they are Nebraska is playing in the Big Ten championship game. I don't know if it's like they. The part of the problem is. Mike Riley had started transitioning into more of a pro-style West Coast offense, and so there's not a quarterback on the roster that fits Scott Frost's system. They got to go JUCO, so it might it might not be like it may be. I'll take the under on maybe. I'll, I'll take the over on that. So, but uh, you know, maybe I'll take the under on two and a half years. Like maybe it's maybe they're maybe they're closer than they're not going to get there in one. I'll, but say, they, I'll know, say this, but like seeing seeing Purdue make a bowl game certainly informs me that uh in the Big 10 West there's there's going to be opportunities that to to have have enough winnable games to get things going it's going to happen quick i really think it will happen quickly it just might not be like Big 10 championship quickly but yeah i think in 3 years if if they're not competing for a Big 10 championship i'll, I'll be i'll be surprised I, i'll be honest with you and i know they're not necessarily trying to paint that picture it's a seven-year deal, and they talked about it in the press conference. Like, we want to we want a runway to make this happen long term. Like, it's not going to happen overnight. I know that, so I don't want to go overboard. But like, I believe in it. I really do. That's awesome. Um, so those those are our top two good grades all around. Uh, do you want to take us? Where do, where do you want to go next? Play the. This is a quick clip. Play this. Play Scott Frost's uh, Big uh, Ten Big quote 10. before we get out. Yeah, that's a good one. Scott, how, how will you modify your system for the Big Ten? I'm going to I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify their system for us. <laughs> so badass. Yeah. And last thing on that one, too, like that press conference, like it was the best like of all these press conferences, like they all have very unique vibes to them. That one was the most like. Unified positive like genuine vibe of any of them like I, it just felt right so i'm we should stop talking about this one before i go <laughs> before, before before you go actually walk on do you have any eligibility left or did you used all four I'm years a, at yale I'm right a, i'm afraid i used all four yeah, yeah okay i'll go be a ga or something um i've got eligibility left but i'm definitely ineligible because of all the violations that i've committed at this point <laughs> um all right hey i'll t- i'll throw this one then my number three is uh, it's another positive vibe. I, I thought I really liked the vibe here. Um, you know, my dad worked 35 years as a steel worker yeah. in a steel mill. Uh, worked three jobs to put uh, two kids through college. We were first generation college kids, and I really think, in terms of my formation as a person and, and kind of what I stand for, was understanding what a blue collar work ethic meant. That it didn't matter how cold it was, it didn't matter how warm it was, how early in the morning, how late at night. 
He got up every day, he went to work, came home, got something to eat, and whether his second job was a bartender, a janitor, whatever he needed to do to put food on the table and provide for his family and make sure uh, that they were well-educated, and, and ultimately our goal as parents is to make sure our children's lives are better than our own. Uh, I, I can't be more appreciative of my father, and you know, one day, you know, he, he explained to me, you know, and, and you see the pictures of the steel mills and the hot, hot, you know, the the fire and all that stuff. That stuff's real. And, and he explained to me one day, uh, I'd do this so you don't have to. And, uh, and that meant a lot to me. We talked about the great job that Mississippi State's uh, athletic director did in this spot. Uh, you know, the, one, of the, one of the crispest tr- transitions, Dan Mullen leaves to Florida. All of a sudden, Joe Moorhead, one of the, uh, you know, one, one of the best hires that you can make. He arrives at Mississippi State just a few days later. Felt like that vibe was was all good. Um, I, I I came out of that one like man. Uh, Starkville, Mississippi, like when he is talking about being blue collar and he's literally reaching up and grabbing his collar <laughs> at the podium. I was like, you're you're gonna be a fit. Like you may not have like what was that? That was part of the analysis of the hire, right? It's like, well, I don't know about the southeastern ties, and it's like, well. I don't know about specific southeastern ties yet, but he gets the mentality. You want to endear a bunch of Mississippians to your Pennsylvania, uh, you know, former Bronx, New York, Fordham head coach. Uh, start talking about blue collar work ethic, and and that'll get them. That yeah. that's you know, it was a great it's, it, it was a great story and it's a great line. And like I agree, he, this was my third best press conference too. Um, because it was, man, it was, it was great. Like you need certain schools needed, need certain, certain vibes. Right. And Joe Moorhead brought a positive, optimistic, like don't put a ceiling on us vibe. Like it was, I think he even had the, the line somewhere in there. Um, nobody, nobody rises to low expectations. Um, and and that's sort of what it's about. Like he's not going to go into Mississippi State and say, "Let's try to, uh, let's try to beat Ole, Ole Miss." He's just gonna, he's going to say, "Let's try to win a national title," and and I think Mississippi State fans appreciate that. Um, I thought it was a, I, I really liked this press conference. I thought he did a great job, and and I'm, I'm a huge Joe Moorhead guy, uh, and and I think he's going to be I think he's going to be a really good coach there. Um, I gave the hire a B, and that's a little bit lower than like. I would otherwise with Joe Moorhead just because I, I do have a lot of confidence in Joe Moorhead. But I do still think of all the co- of all the programs in college football, Mississippi State, one of the most unique from a recruiting standpoint. Like the state of Mississippi. I'm down here right now. If, if, my, if my, my audio is a little off from time to time, it's because I'm using hotel internet in, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And it's it, – it's it's just you got to know the back roads. You got to know you got to go in and out of the JUCOs. You got to know these coaches. You got to know like you got to know how to how to get some of these guys qualified. Like there's just a lot of obstacles recruiting this area that you don't have in other places. And he has no background down here. And so that's the only question mark I have is how quickly can he adapt on the recruiting side of things? I think he's smart enough to handle it well. But that's the only reason that that holds this grade down from like a B plus or an A minus or something like that. Fair. Hey, listen. Uh, fair cause for concern. Still an A. And I. And oh wow. Yeah. And I'm probably given uh, a little bit more to, you know, just the higher the way it went down. Like I am probably uh, putting in some bias here just from uh, the the process. 
And the fact that I felt like, you know, in again, in, in a in a coaching search where we were comparing Tennessee on one side of the spectrum, Mississippi State was on the other side of the spectrum with a smart and swift hire. Uh, I also think that because of Nick Fitzgerald, I think because of the skill position talent and some of the you know, systems and the pipelines that Dan Mullen had put in place. I think you go from Dan Mullen to Joe Moorhead and you see the uh, the expectation that Mississippi State is still going to be a team that you have to fear offensively going into 2018 and moving forward. So I'm for the continuity, I would say probably took me over the top in making this a uh, an A. I, would, I might go A minus. I don't have any pluses and minuses. Kept it all straight letters. But uh, yeah, A minus, A, somewhere around there. I think it's going to be – I think they're going to be very good next year because – in part because of this hire. Like, it, they, he steps into a situation where the roster's built for them to be successful and he's the right coach for that roster. Uh, and so I do think that, like, that is going to help because as long as they close out this recruiting class okay, uh, I think they'll, you know, they'll do pretty well and, and you know, you know they'll, they'll, they'll do well enough in the offseason and then next fall when you see them have a really good year, I think that'll be sort of the – the proof that the state of Mississippi needs that this guy's the real deal. And so I think it's the right time for, to make a hire like this. All right. Where do you want to go next? I mean, I know what my fourth favorite press conference is, but I think it's, it's, I think it's way off from what yours is. My, like my, my number four press conference. Well, you know, you go, go with your pick. My number four you is Herm. Yeah. All right. Let's hear her. We need, we need, we gotta get Herm out there early in the in the pod here. We can't save the best for last. <laughs> okay. This is without question the most entertaining press conference. But so whether or not it was Herm. like because because you made a all right. Well, let's get into it. That support this university. I want to be a part. I'm on the train. By the way, I'm on the train, and I'm gonna ride it. I will ride this train until it until it stops. It's not gonna stop. We're going. We're going with you. If you want to board on a little bit later, we got a seat. Just like Ray said, we got a seat for you. Might not be comfortable, but you'll have a seat. <laughs> I mean, because your your argument is Hold Rubino Devil's Digest. Uh, Devil's what? Digest, huh? Yes, sir. Where are you located, my man? <laughs> right here in Tempe. Okay, Devil's <laughs> Digest. Okay. Uh, I'm a, I'm I'm Catholic now. I'm a Christian. Watch out, them devils. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, We're good, brother. We're you can good. see devils all, all over the place. I ain't so. taking it personal. Does he know? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Does he not know the name of the mascot? Like, I don't think he does. There's no, other, there's no other explanation for that response. It's like he doesn't, he knows his Arizona State and he knows his buddy's the AD. His former agent is the AD. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So here, yes. So you were, as you were saying, like this is an entertaining press conference, and he wins the press conference in terms of like everyone's going to leave there thinking, man, what a good guy. Oh, he's what a fun, good guy. But he's the head coach of a of a Pac-12 college football team, and he hasn't coached in college since 1989. And he hasn't coached anywhere since, what, 2008? Yeah, 2008. And he's the head football coach. And it's like he doesn't understand what goes into that. He, 
he cited his Under Armour. His he coaches the Under Armour All American game. He cited his seven and one Under Armour record as if that matters, like as if that means anything. He talked about, like it's it. He spoke as if like you could just motivate these guys into winning games, and that that actually like there is something to be said for that at, at college. I think at, for every level that gets less and less important. In college, there's still an element to that. In the NFL, it doesn't matter. Everyone's pros. It's just a matter of getting them prepared. In high school, you can absolutely just motivate and discipline guys into being great football teams. But that's you got to have more than that in college. And he has he's inheriting an entire coaching staff. And and he made a comment as if like that's not a big deal. Like if you're a coach, you're a coach. Man, no, no, that's that is a big deal. Who your staff is. So I, my point being, if I'm an Arizona State fan, I leave that press conference thinking, "Oh my God, what <laughs> have we gotten ourselves into?" <laughs> hey, I'm no, I'm no pinnacle of high fashion, um, but he had that tie with the vertical stripes that looked a little bit like, uh, I don't know, man. It was it was like blending into a shirt, but not really. And- it's a little like there's a little like. Uh, like mid '90s NBA draft. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It did not yeah. look like it was from this era whatsoever. He had the uh, he had he heard it was Devil's Digest, and he was like immediately probably thinking that he was taking an answer from Satanic Blogs when he was asking him where it was located. <laughs> no idea uh, that it is a team site that uh, that covers Arizona State and was all over the coaching search news. Yep. Um and and you just referenced it earlier. He he said, I mean, sometimes coaching football is just telling Jameis Winston to throw it to Amari Cooper. Here we go. How about this? I coach it my first year. I go down there and you get ninety of the what ninety five five A players, right? He means five star. And so my first meeting, <laughs> I'm sitting in there with the players, and I said, "Okay, Jameis Winston." I said, Jameis Winston, he said, yeah. I said, do you know this guy over here? And he says, no, who is that? I said, his name is Amari Cooper. And he goes, you guys, stand up. And the offensive coach is sitting there. And I said, Jameis, this is Amari. Amari, that's Jameis. I said, here's the plan. First day. Jameis, you throw it to Amari. Amari, you catch it. <laughs> Scored 40-something points. Ain't winning that pretty good. I'm just, that's kind of football, you know? Kind of. What? That's not it. That's not all it is. You don't have Amari Cooper and Jameis Winston on your team, by the way. That's what I was, I was going to say. I don't see Jameis Winston and Amari Cooper or 95A, as he called them. I don't see 95 stars on that. You're not Arizona impressing State. anybody, man. Like, that story didn't impress anybody. <laughs> so... Uh, it was my number four press conference for the entertainment value. I'm way overrating him because of uh, because of everything that all the joy that it brought me. He did not win the press conference because you make a fair argument. Arizona State fans should not feel better uh, than they did when they were initially shocked at the fact that it was happening. My grade for the hire, aside from press conferences, is a C. Oh wow! I think that's a generous. I can't. I can't be grade. out here giving out F's. I mean, I'm fa- I mean, this is. A, I gave it a D. Yeah. 
I just have no confidence this is going to work. And and I'll be clear, I hope it works. I, I Herm Edwards legitimately seems like an awesome guy, like awesome. He seems like a good person. He seems like a uh, a like you know the the ESPN coworkers seem to love him, like all that stuff. But I don't. I, I, doesn't this doesn't make any sense? Um, you, I don't think you can like justify this in any meaningful way. So I give it a D. Like I, I just can't see this working. Um, if this does work, man, give his assistant coaches the broils, the whole staff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I, I, I mean, good, good prayers on state. Enjoy this while while it lasts. It's gonna be fun. But it, I, I don't, I don't see it working. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated and confusing, but there's a better way to buy, and that's, of course, with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is smart, it's easy, and it's a way to get you tickets to every type of live event. So whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or, because it is the holiday season, trying to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I love the fact that it always gives me those number scores. You know, we're sitting here grading hires, but it grades every single ticket, and I can feel confident making a purchase through the SeatGeek app because, like we said, every one of those purchases is fully guaranteed. It saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. It's helped me get to Carolina Hurricanes games, but the Hurricanes have not been playing very well, so now I'm searching for concerts and some music shows, and we got theater Christmas carols going on on downtown and SeatGeek is helping out with everything. And best of all, you, our loyal listeners, can get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code 24-7 today. That's promo code 24-7 for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Again, download the app. Got the app? Download it? Cool. All right, now enter promo code 24-7 and you'll be able to get $20 off that first SeatGeek purchase. All right, so we've got Pruitt, Frost, Moorhead, and Edwards in the bag. Where do you want to go? Well, uh, this is maybe the least sexy one out there, but I, my f- number four of all the press conferences, I, I actually I really liked the Jonathan Smith Oregon State presser. <laughs> where, where are you at on OSU him? OSU fits me, and I fit OSU. In regards to the town... The place to where raise some kids. Raise some kids. Place to go to school. Place to go to school. Beyond just being a student <laughs> athlete, be involved in a community. The state of Oregon fits me. Fits me. I've been in the Northwest for now 15 some odd years. This is a great place. I always travel back here, and I'm so excited to start going to raise a family at this place. <laughs> the family. Program into something special. <laughs> All right. I had I had I had uh, old Jonathan Smith down at number ten. I I will give you credit for uh, acknowledging and pointing me in 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 our preparation, pointing to me to this. And I think that you even said pumped up. And I was like Jonathan Smith pumped up, and you do listen to that. We're gonna raise some kids here. <laughs> yeah, um, like I I I actually like I I had never heard Jonathan Smith talk. I don't think I ha- I mean. Not that I remember, um, and I was—I didn't quite know what to expect. I, I liked him. I thought he was like really 
again, I thought he was articulate. I thought he seemed like he was really organized. He was really enthusiastic. I think, again, when I'm talking about like what I think I want out of these pressers, I think about a fan base and what they want. And this is another guy at Oregon State who hadn't had a lot of reason for optimism lately. He comes in as someone, remember, this is the guy that quarterback Chad, Chad Johnson and TJ right. Hushmanzada and uh, has Steven Jackson uh, on that team too. Ken Simonson Ooh. Uh, was on that team, I believe. Uh, I don't know if Steven Jackson crossed paths with him or not. He may have, uh, but the team went eleven and one. I mean, it was like by far the most successful uh, Oregon State season from the last fifteen twenty years. So this guy's a legend, right? Yeah, and he's hundred percent. And he's coached under Chris Peterson, who's, I mean, may may very well be the best coach in college football. Like you could make a you could make a case that Chris Peterson is is as good as it comes. Um, so he's had his, his master's degree with him, and I just thought that like his approach here was more. It gripped me a little more than I thought it would. I, th- I thought I'd turn this press conference on and be lulled to sleep a little bit, and and maybe you <laughs> were, but I I just. This guy kind of caught hold of me a little bit and gave me a little bit of uh, – like I left it thinking, shoot, Oregon State may be okay with this guy. Um, and and he's, he's already hired a really impressive staff so far. So maybe that's jading my thinking as well. But uh, I, I, I liked him, and I gave the hire a B plus. Wow. Um, because for what Oregon State can get – I know, I know. I that's mean, fair. He's the offensive coordinator at a, at a, a team was in the playoffs last year. And he's and again I do I, I am impacted in part by the fact that I, I look at his staff that he's already hiring, and and they're really good coaches that are going to be prepared. I I think there's a lot of pieces that make me think this could work. Mm. I need I so I need to go back and look at the staff. And you you've normally got more of your and Mike uh, Riley's one. Yeah, that's true. Um, Assistant head Nick got him as the uh, like getting him as assistant head coach was like Lincoln Riley hiring Ruffin McNeil as his assist, assistant head coach. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think who the – like there was a couple others that really caught my eye. Um, uh, Jim Mahalchik, who was from who, – who came from uh, Arizona, who's a really good uh, coach there, uh, who's, who's, who's got a really good reputation on the recruiting trail. Um, Brian Lindgren, who has been the, the – uh, been calling the plays at, at Colorado – uh, who's, who's as their offense really exploded? So like, there's there's multiple guys who you step on and like that. They, those guys could get jobs anywhere, and they're they're taking jobs at, at Oregon State. So uh, that impressed me. Oh, uh, I'm gonna stick with my C. I think, I, and you know what? Like, I think some of that's probably not Jonathan Smith as much as it is Oregon State. I just yeah. think that's. I think it's real tough. It's tough to have a lot of juice. Um, it is, and that, and again, that's part of why I, I like the hire like because this isn't a, a, a b plus hire at say you know oregon even uh it, but it's uh i do think at oregon state you, you know you, you grade it on a curve and i and i like it would you have uh would you, what grade would you have given jim McElwain at oregon state i like this hire better than jim McElwain. okay i would have given that maybe like a b minus or something okay I was I, I I was uh I was looking at it from the this could be Jim McElwain's landing spot or this could be um I don't know the we'll see I again like you said 
um, when you tossed out your D for Herm. Like I would, I, I would love to be proven wrong anytime that I, I make a projection that something is not going to go well. I have no vested interest <laughs> right, in anybody right. doing poorly. Uh, Oregon State, whew, it's a long way to climb. But the good news is Jonathan Smith is young and he's an alum and he's probably going to get a long leash. And if he can get like uh, a, a Civil War win, upset Oregon at some point early on, or if he can uh, all of a sudden get them bowl eligible in the first three or four years, then all of a sudden you're starting to make moves in the right direction. That's for sure. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, they're, they're, and, and I think, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Oregon State is is it is what it is. There are challenges there, but um, but yeah, like you said, it's baby steps, and he'll he'll have he'll he'll, he'll be given some opportunity. All right, um, that was your number four. Where would you like to go next? Um, I don't know. Your pick. I've got Taggart at five. Okay, let's let's dig into Taggart. Um, what do you like? I, first of all, the, uh, the, the, the story about um, his own brother rooting for Florida State against South Florida. No matter where I went, uh, Seminole was always a part of me. I rooted for who I was with, and I, I rooted for the Seminoles until um, I went to South Florida, and that was the first time I had to root against the Seminole. <laughs> And I tell you a story about that. You know how people say blood is thick, is thicker than water. Not in my household. Um, we're playing the Seminoles. I'm, I'm at the University of South Florida, and we're playing the Seminoles. And, and my brother, diehard die, die no fan, and and we was talking about the game. And he's like, uh, I'm sorry, bro. I love you, but I can't go against my nose. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You know, uh, but that's just how it was. Um, he, he had, uh, some, some longer, like emotional moments later. He, you know, the, the talking about uh, the relationship with his father, the fact that his 16 year old son, uh, had, had sort of come to him and pledged his support in the decision. Uh, you know, he talked about the timing of life and, you know, how sometimes, you know, you end up just in one of those positions. And when you think about, uh, Willie Taggart from the zoom out perspective, somebody that Jack Harbaugh came and, and plucked out of Bradenton, Florida, turned into a star at Western Kentucky, uh, somebody who rose through the coaching ranks, made a lot of different stops, has been all over the country uh, to know that you're going to be back there near family. And like he said, competing for national championships. Uh, he he seemed earnest. He seemed excited. And, you know, they're – there are my like I, I think there will be bumps in the road. I don't think this is going to be a Willie Taggart comes in, gets the car, and starts winning uh, the Indy 500. But I I absolutely believe that this was the right hire. This is an A hire for me, and I, I thought Taggart did a good job of being, uh, sh- you know, showing some of the big personality, but also being very humble and thankful. And it, I don't know, it was a good vibe. We were talking about vibe. I thought that it was a good vibe. Yeah, this one was was a weird one for me. Like, like he he comes across very genuine, very real. Uh, I, I wrote down he's like really accessible. Like he, he he's he's he doesn't talk. He's not like talking down to the crowd. Like he's this sort of big 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 strong powerful football coach, and and you guys should be bowing to my feet. He's talking to them like he's you know just sort of confessing his 
excitement about this job. And, and that's cool. I like that. Um, and yet like I didn't, you don't like leave that press and be like, man, that's an impressive guy. Like you don't, he's not sort of, he didn't blow you away with his presentation. Um, and so I, I had him seventh in my, in my rankings in my presser rankings. And I gave the hire a B plus. I, I, I thought it was the right hire for Florida state. And, uh, but I also think we're, we're a little bit, um, like for us to call that, like this isn't like a Chip Kelly type of hire where you just know, like there's no doubt, like this is going to be successful. Uh, oh I no, this could go sideways for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's a big job. Um, and, and I think he's, he's taken, you know, he's been on a rapid rise over the last few years, but I mean, I think he's ready for it. It's the time. And yet like, he doesn't. He still doesn't have the sort of um, the sort of longevity anywhere to where you just are. You know, he doesn't have that Dan Mullen uh, or uh, who else in this. Really, no one in this cycle has that sort of Jimbo Fisher. I guess. I mean, it's not the Jimbo Fisher where you just sort of plug him in and you just know hey, you're going to get a certain level of success. I think you hope you are. But um, I'm, I'm fascinated by this one. I like it. I think it's the right hire. But I just I, I, I'm not ready to throw an A on him just yet. Do you think that uh, do you think it'll take game? I I think that he could even uh, do a great job on the recruiting trail, piece together a strong twenty eighteen class, and I I, I will uh, hold out on calling it a total home run until I start to see this Florida State team on game days. This Florida State team, which despite superior talent, went ten and ten in its last twenty ACC games, and sometimes was just. Like, like, there's going to be some bad habits to reverse, and I don't yeah. know how long that's going to take. Yeah, and he's he's he has rebuilt. I mean, Western Kentucky and South Florida were among the best, the worst teams in the country when he took them over, and he rebuilt them. So he can do that. And this is not the worst team in the country. They've got talent, um, and he can recruit. He knows these areas. So there's a lot. To, I mean, you you could convince me it's an A. Um, so I, I, but I, and I just think. Um, you know what we hear about from from what I sort of hear about him, I like there's people in the coaching community that still have some questions, I guess. Interesting. And, and so he's got to prove it. I think he's got still got to prove it. All right. Um, you want to do Chip Kelly next? Who do you have? Like, where where are we missing fifth, as we my run number, down? My number five was Dan Mullen. Ooh, nice. All right. You want a you want a, a Mullen clip? Anything in particular? Uh. Yeah, give me, uh, give me the, give me the. Yeah, let's see, either, the, either the offense or the quarterbacks clip. Either one's good. Blaze, as I talk with relentless effort, that's what's most important to me. I think a lot of people are very concerned with the offense that you run, the defense that we run. Are we blitzing on third down? Are we gonna? Are we gonna? How much pressure are we gonna show on first down? Are we gonna? You know, are we playing man or are we playing zone? How many snaps a game are we in the shotgun or under center? How many times do we throw to? How many we run? I'm going to be honest with you, that's going to change from one year to the next, as it always does, based on the type of players that we have and the, that, that are in the program. And we're going to put our guys in a position to do what they do best and put them in a position to be successful. That's the responsibility of the coaches as we come up schematically and put plans together. Uh, we'll base ourselves, obviously, out of a spread offense, which is uh, something I believe in. Um, but my definition of a spread offense might be different than others. I want to spread the field and make sure you defend sideline to sideline the entire field. I want to make sure you defend all 11 guys that are out there on the field, and I want to put as much pressure on the defense as possible. Defensively, I want to put as much pressure on the offense as possible. And an attacking sound style of defense is going to be fast, physical, and aggressive in everything that we do. 
I mean, he, he's not lying. Yeah, yeah, like if I'm a Florida fan, again, I look at this from a, from like the angle of the fans. And if I'm a Florida fan, I, I listen to his press conference and I'm, I'm, I'm juiced because there's a guy that's done it before. He's successful. He knows offense. We're going to get this offense thing straight under Dan Mullen. The whole press conference was upbeat. The guy is cl- like clearly really excited to be there. He is pumped to have an opportunity to win a national title. And, and that's what he's got at Florida that he's never had before. And I think he, to me, like had the right mix of really bringing legitimate knowledge and legitimate like confidence in his game plan um, while also being like, you know, having the right temperament and, and, and owning the press conference and, and, and carrying himself like a head coach. And uh, I, I just think, Look, maybe Florida fans were hoping for a sexier hire. Maybe they're hoping for Chip Kelly. Maybe they're hoping for Scott Frost. But man, this is a I, I gave the hire an A. I think it's this is a really good sound hire. You recruiting is gonna come. This is like I said this when Jim McElwain came. Like recruiting will come at Florida. You gotta you know, you gotta be able to do it, but but that's not the that's not what you need. You need a coach. And and that's what I that's what I thought Jim McElwain maybe was. But I, I think we know that's what Dan Mullen is. Like, you have confidence in what Dan Mullen is going to bring to the table on the field. And I, I really think this is going to be a hit. This is my number eight press conference. But like you, this is a grade A for me. Um, I, I, I love, I, I love the, the, like, Dan Mullen. Because Dan Mullen has shown that, like, the way his, his offenses are built um, – they they go at different tempos. Like he's not just a an an up tempo no huddle type offense. He is though. Uh, I'm gonna put you know wide receivers all the way across the field. I'm gonna show you the thread of the bubble screen, and I'm gonna see if I can get numbers in the box. And my quarterback's gonna run downhill at you. You know he's he is so committed to his system, and he's now done it with Mississippi State and been able to win at a high level, you know, be a top 5, 10, 15 type team. And now all of a sudden uh, you're doing that with wide receivers that aren't necessarily like Juco players or two and three star players with uh, some good player development. No, this this is with the kind of skill position talent that Florida can get. And immediately it's, it's someone like Tyree Cleveland who will be uh, in his third year with the Gators or uh, Kadarius Tony. Like this is, this is a great hire and we've covered this I think already because it's been uh, a while since the hire was announced, but it's a great hire and still strange that it was not the first name that we were waiting on, but yet it still is a fantastic spot. Like how nice is it to be Florida in this coaching search and end up with Dan Mullen, right? Like there yeah. were like, like Chip Kelly, uh, Scott Frost. You know, both Chip Kelly and Scott Frost, of course, have never said have now said they were never offered the job at Florida. But like they worked their way down to the to the fallback, and they're going to end up with a longer and happier marriage than if they had uh, chased after someone who would probably break their heart after like five or six years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Chip Kelly, like that, that's who Florida fans really wanted, and that probably would have been the con- like the consensus favorite, like the one that they all would have agreed on. Like, but, but in a lot of ways, this is probably the better hire because you don't ever know if Chip Kelly is going to work culturally 
in that environment. Or run off to the NFL again. And Dan Mullen, it, like, he embraces that. Like, he wants that. He's excited to be in Gainesville and have that pressure. And, and I, so I, I think that um, this is a – this is this is a hit, and and if if there's any if there's a question, maybe it's that he doesn't bring the same kind of juice from a recruiting standpoint that, um, you know maybe Jim you know Will Muschamp or or Urban Meyer did, but uh, we don't really know that, and I think we'll we'll find out um, over the next year or so, but we don't really know that because we don't know what he was capable of at Mississippi State because it's a different set of expectations from the recruiting standpoint, so. Uh, again, I think it's an A because he's going to get it done on the field. I, I don't have. I apologize. I don't have this uh, clipped, but uh, from the press conference uh, when I was getting audio, there was the question like, "All right, so what's what's your priority?" And he was just like, "Recruiting right now. Like we we've got to go right now." Yeah. You know, he's he he knows exactly what's at stake, uh, and and it is it's going to be fun. Uh, as now we sit here recording this on Monday evening, December eleventh. Nine days, woo! No sleep for those nine days uh, for these new head coaches, Dan Mullen, of course, included. Um, all right, I've got uh, as we're working our way down the list. I've still got Cristobal and Kelly. Which one? Do you some want? of the some of the best sound bites are yet to come, so don't log off the pod yet. <laughs> uh, let's go. Um, so I had let's let's go let's go Cristobal next. All right. I'm not great at Twitter. You know, I'm getting better. You know, I, I'm getting good with those fancy pictures and whatnot, but uh, I can't do. I mean, these guys create avatars and all this other stuff. Incredible. I mean, I got fingers like sausage links. I can't get them on those little buttons, right? All right. So is, uh, I want you to feel free to just jump in and narrate on uh, the, the, the rambling train of thought right here. I could keep going on and on, man. And, you know, and. Don't, don't penalize me if I forgot somebody now. I'll make sure to thank you at some point in time. I'm not going to – how do I say this? I, I want to make I sure know, that – I don't know. I'm not pissing your shoulder. Uh, what? You know what I mean? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not here to make sure that I attain your favor for the next 10 days in order to, you know, make this thing, hey, coach is cool or whatnot. We have a responsibility. We're guaranteed 10 days. In these 10 days, we're going to have an agreement. We're all going to go to class. We're going to take care of our responsibilities. We're going to get the best grades we possibly can get. And uh, we're going to play the best brand of football by doing what? We're going to set the identity. We're going to solidify it in the bowl game. Okay? As a university, as a program of what is to come by being relentless, by being physical, by being explosive. I think the record is uh, skipping. We're going to add on top of that, and we're going to send We're just a message sitting at the Thanksgiving table right the now. Entire country <laughs> as to what Oregon football is to be going forward and only getting better. And we were going to make sure that we we're also going to send out the seniors the right way so that they continue to build upon their legacy and that we have a little bit of fun along the way. <laughs> like. The, uh, this is another guy that's like in, insanely likable. Right. Like he gets up there and right away you like him and you want to like him. And yet like the press conference was – I have this one at ninth in my <laughs> press conference rankings. Um, He's just got super lost. like stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Like almost like he didn't like – he had some notes, but ultimately this was just going to be him sort of working the crowd and like like throughout it he's sort of like pointing up to like the players up in the, the top row sort of – kind of talk like almost having like one-on-one chats with them here and yeah, there he's calling them out by name he's like we're gonna go to class but all the reporters are like who's going to class <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like isn't that right jake and like like it's just sort of 
I mean, the whole thing is just, it's kind of, it's just kind of crazy. Um, but so I don't know, like I gave this higher a C plus, um, you know, I mean, Oregon's or the, the expectations have been ra- have 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 raised pretty high at Oregon. Um, from Chip Kelly, Mark Helfrich didn't didn't continue the uh, the success there, but but he still. I mean, the, even I mean, they even, got in the playoff. Mario yeah. and a Heisman. He was there for that. It wasn't like it didn't happen. Right, and Willie Taggart, I think, was was seemed to be on the on the way, and and like. Now I guess with Cristobal, they're gonna st- they're still gonna recruit really well. That's one thing Cristobal does really well is is recruit. Um, but Marcus Arroyo, their offensive coordinator, that guy could be a superstar. I mean, he's worked in some really impressive offenses. Um, you know, came to Oregon after working at Oklahoma State. Um, but it, it, is that the is that the guy? I don't know. Like, is that the guy that's gonna keep this 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 train running from an offensive standpoint? Um, I don't know. I just I didn't leave the the, the press conference feeling like Cristobal had this like super tight, um, detailed plan. Maybe he does. But oh it, no, it, high it, school it, high school gym teacher kind of it stuff. Felt, yeah, it did <laughs> feel very high school gym te- gym teacherish. Yeah. All right. Good, okay. Good, now good. we're gonna go out and we're gonna play some tennis. Everybody know how to play tennis, right? Good, Jake. <laughs> you know how to play tennis? All right. Cool. Let's go on out there. Everybody change. Um, I gave the higher a B and that's for continuity probably more than anything. Um, and he's got a shot, you know, this is a, this is a, someone who's been a head coach before. He's going to have another opportunity. And yeah, that, that, that is the thing that I think even, even with it being at a a group of five program, like FIU, that is very like, that's probably the biggest positive indicator here is that he, he's done it before he's he's coached before and that had some success at FIU and he went through a long diatribe of like what he had his obstacles he had to face at FIU um and uh and so you know that's that's a good indicator as well so we'll we'll see uh he's got a he's got a hell of a quarterback in Justin Herbert too if he can stay healthy next year uh no that, doubt. that'll make year one uh be a lot more smooth uh all right What's what's next on who do we have that's at the top of your list that we haven't gotten to yet? I have Chip Kelly at six. All right, nice. Here we go. Uh, Dennis Freeman, news for us online.com. Um, coach, um, your offense that you ran in Oregon, can we expect that same type of offense here at UCLA? No, those players have all graduated. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I talked to LaMichael and some of those guys, but now we're, we're not. So. Um, I think anything you do, whatever scheme you run, has to be tailored to the personnel you have. I think you can have a vision of what you're going to recruit to, and this is what we'll, you know, we're looking to get to. But I, I think you really have to evaluate. You know, we're going to play and we're going to open up next year, and, and um, we're not going to say, hey, you know, in two or three years when we get our guys in here. I, I met with my guys today, you know, and I'm excited about those guys that are currently part of this program. Um, I I like that he came out and. Uh... And, and he did the, you know, the the nice little pledge of commitment to the team, the roster that he's got right now. Thought it was a good look. Yeah, yeah. He, he comes across, other than at one point in the press conference, he doesn't know what, what the word infrastructure means. He comes across as incredibly intelligent. <laughs> other uh, than that. <laughs> so that, that was a bad look. But beside that, like, I thought he, like, 
again, like this is one of those where if I'm a UCLA fan, man, it's such a relief. And not that not that Jim Mora wasn't intelligent, um, but this guy just seems like a, a, a geek in the best sense of the word, like total, total grasp on what his vision and his plan is. Um, gonna have, like, you, you just feel like you're gonna be better coach than everyone you play. Like, that's the vibe you get when he talks. I, I gave the hire an A+. Plus. It's perfect. It's hey, a perfect yeah. fit for, for, for Los Angeles, Pac-12, the talent available, the culture around the program, you know, the, the role Chip Kelly has to play within it. it it's, a, it's the perfect hire, and it's the perfect spot for Chip Kelly. So, and I think the press conference, I mean, Chip Kelly isn't a soundbite machine, but I thought the press conference was still um, impressive in that it just it, it was it was a great articulation of just sort of what he's trying to bring. An interesting note uh, from the press conference. So it was like almost all these uh, press conferences. They there was a live stream and a live broadcast of it. Uh, this was before the Tennessee coaching hire was done. I think that there were maybe like 5,000 or 6,000 live viewers of the Chip Kelly press conference. And someone pointed out that 20,000 Tennessee fans had watched a webcam of an airport the night before <laughs> to see if someone might get off a plane. And 5,000 UCLA fans were watching Chip Kelly, arguably one of the best college football coaches of the last 10 years be introduced as their new head coach and that's exactly the way he likes it just <laughs> let him, just let him get in that film room and draw up plays man he doesn't want to he don't want to talk to twenty thousand fans yeah that's it's perfect <laughs> um you want to go back to the sec yeah all right that's all we got left i'd like to leave you with this i'm i'm born and raised in mississippi I'm proud. I'm proud to be a Mississippian. I'm proud to be born and raised in this state. I'm proud to be Mississippi made. Old Miss is a destination job. It's not just my dream job, it's a destination job. And I am tr truly honored to be the head coach of the University of Mississippi. Thank you. You hear him getting choked up right there. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a rough couple seasons for Ole Miss football. Having somebody who is uh, Ole Miss through and through, this is this is the best-case scenario for the Rebels. Yeah. I mean, the press conference was – that was I thought that was one of the highlights of all the press conferences, really. Like, that was pretty powerful that he was that – I mean, I, the guy's he's not faking that. You know, he really is. This does mean that much to him, and this is really his dream job, and this is where he wants to be and, and re wants to retire. And, um, and I think that can be powerful, especially when you got an outsider coming into town from Mississippi State, you know, and you're the, you're the Mississippi native, and, and you're – I mean, clearly that's going to be his – you know, he's going to carry that flag around town and say, hey, we're the, we're the state school. We're, we're, we're the Mississippi natives, like come play for us. And um, that might work, you know. And, and so the hire is, is not a super inspiring hire, but probably the right hire. I gave the hire a C, um, but I, I still like it. Like I still think it's a fine decision to make. And it's, it's between a C or a B, depending on whether you want to grade it on a curve. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's obviously there's some pretty extenuating circumstances here. Right. Um, but including uh, Shea Patterson out to Michigan. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah. You want you want to uh, give any quick take on that? Do you think he's going to be be eligible for next season? If the I do think he'll be does? eligible for next season. I think he will be. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. That's where he's going, considering Brandon Peters is no slouch. And I wonder what that means. Does is 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 Jim Harbaugh telling him that he's going to be the starter? And if he's not, is Shea Patterson willing to potentially lose the job to, to Brandon Peters? Maybe Michigan knows something we don't about Brandon Peters that he's not going to be able to beat him. But um, that's just – I mean, you could go to better fits offensively for Shea Patterson and cleaner opportunities for playing time than Michigan. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know, man. If if, if it's uh, if he's the, if he's the real deal, and, and to a certain degree, we don't even really know. I mean, what he he played? He's played what nine games in his career, right? Um, but if he's the real deal, and I hope he is, cause we had him ranked that high. It, that that certainly can be the type of thing that can, you know, make uh, make Michigan a national title contender. Mm. All right. So anyway, back to Ole Miss. We're gonna have to be dealing with uh, potentially even more exits with the NCAA petition angle of you know being misled by Hugh Freeze about the severity of it. So we are gonna be looking at a Rebels team that is probably going to have to go in uh, and, and find some, some players that want to play for Ole Miss like Matt Luke wants to coach for Ole Miss and certainly in that first impression. I, I gave it a B, and I'm probably grading it on a curve. But, um, you know, if, if it's going to be someone to guide them through the, this storm, you know, much rather it be uh, somebody who's going to be really committed to it, not somebody who is looking to get – uh, a big SEC paycheck, uh, just just as a way to to get out of their current job, you know. Yeah, he's the right guy to keep the family together for a little while, for sure. And I'm just, I'm just, it's just it's just hard it's hard to really have confidence that he's the guy that's going to sort of take that program to the next level. All right, you want to go, Chad Morris or Jimbo? Uh, well, we've waited this long for Jimbo. We might as well save him for last. Let's okay. go, Chad Morris. Give me the give me the opening line. All right, here we go, guys. Let, let's let's do this for me. Let's set up in our chairs. All right, everybody sitting up. Everybody, everybody feet okay. on the floor. I'll right, put your drinks down. Oh. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. Well, coming in. Yeah. Just hey, man. This is hey. Coming in. No, no, no messing around here, boys. They're tighten up. Wait. Do I like? I've got Chad Morris, to Arkansas, as a B. I gave it a yeah. I mean, I gave it a B plus. I think it's a good hire. Yeah. The 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 speech, the pre, like it's all very, like he's he's like your you you like Bud Kilmer and Varsity Blues, or, you know, he's just your classic East Texas, you know, coach speak guy. Um, great energy, ton of confidence. Um, I demand your best. I'm going to coach my best. You better give your best. Right, yeah. right. Like it's 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 just like, you know, you cut and paste that into like whatever the the Texas movie is you want to throw it into, and, and he can you know he'll he'll be perfect. Um, but I do think it's a it's a good hire. The the press conference I got give it it was eighth on my list, um, and and I liked it. Um, but I think I, I, and I think he's the right hire for Arkansas because he gets him into East Texas. Uh, he'll be able to recruit that area. He gives it. He's a change of pace guy for the rest of the SEC in terms of what he brings offensively. Um, I think. I think it was the right hire for Arkansas. 
um, given what their options were. So I think I think a B plus is a fair grade there. Yeah, this is going to be an Arkansas team where it will take um, it it'll it'll take the right year for me to expect any kind of big time breakthrough, but I have uh, no doubt that there's going to be two to three games a year regardless. And, you know, hopefully if you're an Arkansas fan, you know, maybe five or six, but like this, this is all of a sudden going to be the spot that when we are doing our over under win totals for Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and we're about to get to Jimbo, Texas A&M, uh, that sandwich game where you've got to go play Arkansas that that's going to be the new one when we're talking about like circling a spot on the schedule that could be a trap. Uh, oh yeah, the change of, like this is this is, Fayetteville, Arkansas is going to become a, a a big time trap spot for teams that are trying to win an SEC West title. Uh, when you're when you're coming off of a big body blow game and all of a sudden Chad, you got to run at Chad speed. Uh, they're they're going to get some people. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I I I I, I mean. For what Arkansas was needed and, and like what they can get, uh, this is a. I really. The more I think about this hire, the more I like it. I am a boot guy. <laughs> I am a boot guy. I'm gonna have that all summer, <laughs> all year. I mean, just. Uh, are we, are well, we, so uh, where was Jimbo Fisher? Was he last for you? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I had Morris eleven. This, this is yeah. So Jimbo Fisher is definitely my twelve out of twelve. Yeah, I I like what you said in your notes. It really did look like he was just going through the motions. Just like, yeah, man. Like it's just like, this is his. It was almost like he's. He, this is second place to be a head coach, but it felt like this is his yearly. I'm a new head coach, like talk. You know, like just. He has his, he has his like he spits out cliches as as quick as you can take them in, and he's just sort of, and the whole vibe of the press conference was just weird, you know. They're presenting him with boots, and they're he's he's trying to like learn all the, um, the, the A and M traditions, yeah, the traditions and, and the phrases, and there was that whole thing about can we get a picture of the dog? Does the dog like him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then. And, and, and like I don't know, man. I just I, I got a weird vibe from the whole thing, um, and and like one of the things like all his reasoning for taking the job just felt it rang hollow. Like I just wanted to hear him say, "Look, they, this is a great opportunity for my family. You know, they this is a great challenge." Um, but he was bringing out stuff like, "Look, the reason you took the job is so they offered you seventy five million guaranteed. That's the reason you took the job," and and. And because, you know, it was a and, – and, but he was talking about how they, like the administration at Florida State, like implying that they weren't giving him an opportunity to be successful. Dude, you just won a national title three years ago. Um, I don't know, man. I just – I, I got to – of all the press conferences, this one was the least inspiring to me. Agree. Let's, let's listen. I say this all the time in coaching. You can have Vince Lombardi, Tom Landry, Chuck Noll. You can have the greatest coaches in the world. But if your administration doesn't see things in the way you see things and allow you to do things that way, nothing can be achieved. You have to be a one. There's a oneness to everything you do to be successful. I mean, ugh. All right. And I will say this. To his credit, 
people pulled that quote out and like and dogged him for it and it was to his credit he wasn't that wasn't he was talking about why he picked A&M because of the administration and well, he was because of Scott Wood he, and, wasn't, and he, he was talking about LSU yeah, so he, and like was, his experience yeah. from working with Texas A&M's athletic director when they were together at LSU right so he was he was saying that with any situation, if you don't have administration support, nothing can be accomplished. He wasn't saying that nothing could be accomplished at Florida State. So, like, there was a people. He did get, get a little bit of, of some heat for that. That probably was unnecessary. Um, but I don't know. It just, it just felt, it just felt um, rehearsed or something. Mm. You know, T- T- us team is together. Everyone achieves more. That's what we have to understand. We have to be one. We have to have a oneness. And we all do want to win. But the individualism, especially in today's world, is very driven. The individualism to be great. There is an I in team. And not, excuse me, there's no I in team. <laughs> but there is an I in win. And we tell our players every day, that's going to be the individual responsibility for you to be the best you can be for Texas A&M University so our team can be great. Oh, which cliche did I have? Oh, is this card four? Oh, is this card five? Oh, no. Am I on the wrong page of the script? Ah. Right. Like, you're the $75 million coach, and the, and your best cliche you can come up with is team. Together, everyone achieves more. Like, the the the, the, the phrase that's plastered on every high school weight room's board, like, in, in America. T-E-A-M, that's the best you got. Like, I don't know. Like, I just – I don't know. Like, but, I, hey, hey. I, and, hey. And, and not that – not that Jimbo Fisher has ever been the guy that wins the press conference. Like even post game press conferences, media sessions, like he always like he he comes ac- he always comes across as a little bit like the fast talking hillbilly or something. But man, his team's coach, you know, his teams have played well. His teams are coached up. So I don't know. Like we shouldn't take too much from his not him not winning the press conference. But it just it didn't it, I didn't leave one to run through a brick wall after his. No, but I, I mean my grade for the hire is still an A. Yeah, I give it an A minus. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not changing my opinion that uh, if you're Texas A&M, the only way that you were going to do better than Jimbo Fisher would be uh, like Dabo Sweeney, Urban Meyer, right? Like Nick this is, Saban, yeah, I mean, he's like, one of four coaches that have won a national title. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a home run hire, and credit A&M for going and getting him. Um, but you know, it's. Uh, yeah, you know, this one. This is this is the one. Honestly, though, among all of the the really like no doubt hires that I'm most intrigued by because you're stepping into a situation with huge expectations. You're stepping into a vision that's the toughest in college football. You step. You're coming off of a uh, a couple years where things have gotten stale. You know what's your offense going to look like? They just hired Daryl Dickey from Memphis, um, which is a he, he, which he he's been running a spread past couple years like. Um, what's what's your you know, how are you how quickly are you going to endear yourself to the high school football coaches in the state of Texas? I, I just think like this is not. While I, I applaud A and M for getting them, this is not some like yep we'll be in the playoffs in four years. Like there's no there's no certainty to this. Oh, I still think there's a lot of no. question marks. No, I the only guarantee that I've been willing to make is that they'll win the SEC once in the ten years of this guaranteed deal. Um. Yeah, I mean, if Jim, I guess if Jimbo stays for ten years, they should win the SEC once. 
That's so. I'm just. I'm so. Like, if he. Like, can you. Like, if they're five years in and they haven't, they still have five more years of. 7.5 million left on the contract. And you know they'll be pissed off if they haven't won an SEC title in five years. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, I. Uh, it, it is. Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll probably win one. I guess you do kind of expect that, but like I, I don't know. Like I'm not ready to say that's some guarantee. Uh, I think this, but I do think again. One of the biggest things about this hire is like it, it's, it puts a huge amount of pressure on Ed Ogeron at LSU because it was always been LSU and Alabama, and now if Jimbo can elevate Texas A&M to being on that level, then suddenly LSU starts to get pushed down by the wayside a little bit, and then you know what happens from there so um it's fascinating man the, the sec got better this cycle i really think they did i agree do you think that nick saban is still coaching alabama in 10 years he doesn't seem to get be getting any older he doesn't i agree but i can't help but think that that had to have been part of texas a&m's calculus like yeah like we like the, well, how old is jimbo fisher 56 i think um i think he is seven to eight years maybe even 10 years younger than uh he's 52 52 okay so that's that's even younger than i thought um and how old is nick saban now he is he like he's he's 66 yeah okay so i don't know nick saban probably i i could i could legitimately see him coaching to 76 but, but uh, he seems more like somebody who's going to start working his way off the partnership at 71 yeah yeah that's probably more likely uh but i'll tell you what he's gonna be hard to beat in the sec at least for these next five years it ain't slowing down it ain't slowing down uh that's for sure um any as 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 we're uh as we're bringing this to a close of all these coaches which one do you think you had the biggest change for better or worse from like the moment that you heard the news to the press conference and, and the fallout and everything that's happened since? Like, where, where do you think the needle moved the most for you for a single coach? I, I still go to the top of my list. Like, no, Scott Frost. Oh, yeah. I just can't like – I'm I'm – blown away by that guy just by his by the by the way he's handled his team by the way he handled nebraska by the way he answered questions really like I, that sounds like a kind of a w- weird thing to overanalyze but like i'm just when he when someone asks him a question he he doesn't spit out cliches he just analyzes it gives you a thoughtful answer and one that's that, that that's smart i just like him and so i don't know like i I went from thinking that it was a home run to thinking it was like a walk-off grand slam. Um, I just really like that hire. On the flip side, I think the Herm Edwards hire just keeps getting worse. <laughs> like every, every, every quote. Every, like every he, little bit, I mean, yeah. The guy finished, like he didn't get – like Jeremy Pruitt was like couldn't – like he left the press conference early to go recruit. And uh, and Herm Edwards went back to Bristol and, and finished out the week doing NFL countdown. Like – it's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he gets it. Pruitt is my biggest upgrade. That was one where it was like as soon as he started talking, 
and I saw the command that he had, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be, this isn't going to be somebody who's like tripping over his own two feet. He's, he might, he might like run through a wall or break something like bull in a China shop style, but he's, uh, there's, there's, there's not going to be any, any speed, but redlining with him. And, uh, and I, I think that was the one where I was like, oh, oh yeah, this is going to be good. This is going to be really good. It's just so funny how much Tennessee fans are embracing that, which is – I don't blame them. Like they, they, I would be too if I was, if I was them. But, um, I mean, he is just absolutely like the, what the doctor ordered. And I, the only reason that I don't have him is just I, I, I sort of knew he was like that. I expected that sort of a, a talk – um, well, you, you said like an alpha in recruiting and I would have had no way to know that, but I can right. see it now after getting right. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. We will be back by the end of the week so that we can preview the weekend's bowl games, the first little crop, uh, and get some locks, some over under picks in, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Barton Simmons. You can follow me at chip underscore Patterson Barton. This is, uh, this is, this has been my favorite show in a long time. I glad. Thanks for uh, joining me from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, so we can knock it out. Oh man, I hope the carousel spins again next year, so we can do this again. I need more sound bites. Keep keep those sound bites uh, locked away. We may need to use them again someday. All right, here we go, guys. Thank you. Let's let's do this for me. Let's set up in our chairs. All right, everybody sitting up. Everybody everybody feet on the floor. All right, put your drinks down. OSU fits me, and I fit OSU. Seminole was always a part of me. I rooted for who I was with, and I, I rooted for the Seminoles. I'm proud. I'm proud to be a Mississippian. I'm proud to be born and raised in this state. I am a boot guy. Next thing I know, he had his belt off dragging me out the field house, so I thought I might try to get out of the profession that night. I'm not great at Twitter. You know, I'm getting better, you know. I, I'm getting good with those fancy pictures and whatnot, but uh, I can't do I mean, these guys create avatars and all this other stuff. Incredible. I mean, I got fingers like sausage links. I can't get them on those little buttons, right? I'm on the train, by the way. I'm on the train. And I'm going to ride it. Us team is together. Everyone achieves more. That's what we have to understand. I will ride this train until it, until it stops. I am a boot guy. It's not going to stop. We're going. We're going with you. If you want to board on a little bit later, we got a seat. Just like Ray said, we got a seat for you. There is an I in team, and not excuse me. There's no I in team. Might not be comfortable, but you'll have a seat. Our next goal is to make sure that we win the SEC West, and uh, consequently uh, win the Southeastern Conference. And our and our and our final goal is to win a national championship. Scott, how, how will you modify your system for the Big Ten? I'm gonna. I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify their system for us. <laughs> Your offense that you ran in Oregon, can we expect that same type of offense here at UCLA? Now those players have all graduated. So <laughs> when people come to come to this campus, right, it's gotta be contagious. I wanna be a part of it. Alright, because that's what it starts with. Alright, now, when we get out on the road recruiting, right now everybody's all excited. Everybody's all excited, okay? We got a new football coach. Right, I'm going to tell you, my goal is, is five years from now when I stand up here, you're this excited. Everybody understand that. That's my goal, okay? So I'm challenging everybody that's associated with this university. All right, let's get our hands out of our pocket, okay? Let's roll our sleeves up. 
All right? And let's get ready to get in the streets with everybody else in the SEC. All right? That's what we've got to do to be successful. All right? If we want to get what we want, we got to outwork everybody. All right? And let's not talk about it. Let's go do it. It starts today. Everybody associated with it, let's get ready. All right? to go get what we want. All right, all right, all right, now. All right, everybody understand that. Okay, all right, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. That's it for me. I'm going to take questions now.